It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome to our final 2019 episode. Can you believe it's 2020 in just a couple of days time? In today's episode, we're talking growth and subscription e-commerce, exploring how our guest grew to €60,000 a month in just three years. If you're looking for growth for your business in 2020 and lots of great marketing ideas, then make sure you listen throughout January for our 2020 e-commerce master plan growth series sponsored by Omnisend. We do it every January, bringing you two episodes a week, each selected because it offers a great take on how to grow your business in the coming year. Now, before we meet today's guest, please check out the sponsors. This is probably my favourite Amazon review so far for my new book, E-commerce marketing, how to get traffic that buys to your website. I finally decided to take the Friday off and read a book, this book. I have now read it once and will use it many times in the following weeks. A great reference and I'm full of ideas. Can't wait to get back to work next week. Thank you, Mr. K. Heller. If you want to do the same as Mr. K. Heller, you can grab the Kindle or paperback on your local Amazon store now. Or if you're not quite ready to commit to buying the book, head to ecommercemarketingbook.com to get the free crash course, including the first two chapters. FreeUp makes hiring online simpler for e-commerce businesses. They pre-vet thousands of virtual assistants and freelancers every week and then give you immediate access to the top 1% of applicants. Check out why 10,000 plus businesses have already signed up for FreeUp. Receive a $50 credit when you sign up today at freeup.com forward slash e-commerce master plan. And there's three E's in FreeUp. So it's freeup.com forward slash e-commerce master plan. And now to introduce today's special guest. Liam Brennan is one of the co-founders of BusterBox.com. It's a dog subscription box service that has thousands of subscribers in multiple markets. BusterBox launched in 2016 and they're now doing around €60,000 per month. Hello, Liam. Hello, Chloe. Thanks uh, very much for having me on the podcast. I'm really excited to do this interview. Well, it's great to have you here. And when I saw some of the great posts you were putting in some of the subscription box um, Facebook groups, it was just a no-brainer to ask you to be on the show. So I am very pleased you agreed to say yes, because um, I know our, our listeners are going to learn a lot today. Hopefully. And yeah, I'm honoured to appear. Cool. Well, look, uh, I've just given the listeners a ridiculously quick overview of um, Buster Box and where you've got to in terms of turnover. But yep. how did you get started in e-commerce yourself? So myself and my two business partners, um, Paul Carrick and Gary Redmond, we started Buster Box back in 2016, but the initial idea came towards the end of 2015, and we were looking to set up a business together, and we heard of Birchbox in the US, and mm-hmm. obviously um, they were doing really, really well at the time. We were like, mm, I wonder could we kind of copy what they're doing and bring it to the Irish and the UK market. Um, so we're passionate dog lovers and we always struggle to find new and exciting products for our own dogs. We're like, oh, I wonder could we try this with dog products with the exact same concept? 
um, and that was pretty much it. But then, obviously, we found out after there was BarkBots in uh, the US as well, who were similar enough. But uh, I w- I've always tried to sell things online. I've had many different ventures mm-hmm. growing up, um, selling things on Amazon and eBay and some other smaller e-commerce stores. So I've always been really interested in the business model. Cool. And then it was it was that Birchbox ex- inspiration that that led you to it. And I can't think why three guys three guys wouldn't have gone after the makeup market. Um. <laughs> it was it was actually it was a toss up between the dog subscription box or we were going to do a gym subscription box. Mm. Um, but to be honest with you, I'm not really a big fan of the gym. I don't, I, don't use, <laughs> I don't use it that much. And so I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't have been a good spokesman for that company anyway. So we decided to go with dogs in the end. Well, and I think the yeah. thing is, people who've got dogs are passionate about dogs and they're always wanting to get the dog something, aren't they? So it's yeah. it's the sort of thing which people will subscribe to and they, they want that surprise element and they want to be getting it constantly. That's it. And uh, what we've learned is the dog the dog is probably the best customer you can have because he, he or she will never, ever complain. They're delighted <laughs> no matter what they get. They're always excited. <laughs> I love that. The dog is the best customer you can have. Yeah. Love it. So long as they're attached on the other end of the lead to with someone with some money. Yeah, I suppose. That's exactly it's the one, it. the one caveat there. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's cover off the key things about the business and then let's get into how you created a big business quite so quickly. Yeah. So um, judging by your accent, I'm guessing you're in Ireland. Is that the case? And where are you selling to? Yes, uh, that's correct. We're based in Dublin. Um, myself and my two business partners were all from Malahide and we all grew up together and went to school together. Um, we're only selling to the Irish and the UK market at the moment and the UK market will be our biggest market where like 80% of our customers are. Excellent. And not surprising given how much the British love their dogs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, and uh, the platform that you sell on, are you on Shopify or Magento or are you on something that's uh, more specific to the business model? No, we're on a platform called Subly. Um, we've been with them from the very, very start and it's just a fantastic uh, platform for subscription boxes. We've grown with the platform. We both started around the same time and uh, it's great to see them grow their business as well and all the new features coming out and we've really just grown together. We've actually had Stefan, who's the founder of Subly, on the um, podcast before. So, guys who are, who are out there listening, I'll make sure we've got a link to to Stefan's show as well on the the show notes page for this one because he he gave some great subscription advice too. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're Subly fans here at Ecommerce Masterplan. That's good um, to hear. Yeah, he knows his stuff. <laughs> and uh, um, there's the you three founders. Is it just the three of you running the business, or have you got other people involved now? No, there's uh, six people in total. Um, in the business, we have obviously ourselves. Then we have some people who do customer service and people who pack the boxes. And uh, we're completely up until this point. We're completely bootstrapped, so we haven't mm-hmm. raised a single cent in investor money as of yet. And has that been a conscious decision, or was it more of a the only way we can? Yeah, I would say it was a conscious decision, and um, we started trying to raise some money probably about 18 months ago. And we had a lot of interest at the time. And we had a few people making some pretty decent offers. But we ended up turning them down because we just wanted to see how far could we go ourselves. 
um, without the headache of bringing on a investor too early into the business. Mm-hmm. But we've kind of we've developed things now, so we may we may look to raise money in the future with the uh, with the right investor. Yeah, it's it's an interesting route to go down, isn't it? Because just the looking around for someone to invest is hugely time consuming. Yeah, yeah. and and I've, I have spoken to a lot of people who along that pathway have learnt that actually we don't want anyone to invest at the moment. We want to keep it ourselves. So yeah, like there's obviously there's pros and cons for raising money and for bootstrapping. It's really just what you want to do. Do you want the lifestyle business or do you want to create a big massive machine? Um, if you want to create a gigantic sales machine, nine times out of ten, you're going to need to raise some sort of capital. But it's finding the right time to do it, isn't yeah, it? In the in the it. business's trajectory, and that's the that's, that's the million the dollar question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, with having three founders in the business, because I think you're the first business we've had on who've had three founders. Yeah. How do you go about dividing up the responsibilities between you? And has it been easy to do that, or is it a, a struggle? Um, no, we've never really had any issues with that. Um, to be honest with you, we all have our key strengths that we uh, bring to the business, and we kind mm-hmm. of just let each other get on with what we're good at. Like um, for myself, I would I would do a lot of the marketing and um, the Facebook ads and some of the other marketing channels, um, and then Paul he'd more be in charge of products and stuff, sourcing good quality products. And then Gary would do a lot of the um, email marketing and communication with customers and stuff. So it kind of works well. Yeah, you did well picking your founders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Let's let's get into how you've grown the business then. So we hear a lot about uh, people focusing on launch. Was it yeah. all about, was launch amazing and it just kept growing from, from there for you guys? Um, I wish, I wish that's how it worked, but unfortunately it didn't. Um, I was like, I had the two other founders brainwashed at the start because I just kept repeating. I was like, we're getting 300 the first month. We're going to have 300 subscribers the first month. We'll be doing that for 10 grand a month after a few weeks, mm-hmm. but it never worked out at all. We got, I think we got about three people and the first month Ooh. in total, we had 12 boxes um, going out. So it was very difficult, but we were going in very, very cold we never mm-hmm. we never built up a presence online and to be quite honest with you we never had the skill set to acquire customers at the start and um, any of my previous business ventures didn't have to rely so heavily on ads i was just selling mm-hmm. things like on ebay and amazon um, so it was a quite a steep learning curve um, at the start but we found something that worked and we just kind of went crazy with it non-stop <laughs> it was it was extreme to be honest with you it took us it took us a few months but it was complete fluke and um, we put out a post on instagram and we were like hey if any of our followers want our best deal ever just comment on this post and we got a couple mm-hmm. of people commenting on it and one of us wrote to them in instagram dms I think a couple of people signed up and we were like, wow, this is amazing. I wonder, could we like, I wonder what is there a way to scale this up? Well, yeah. After, after spending like week, month one, yeah, you get three people signed up and all yeah. three of you have been working your asses off trying yeah. to make it happen. And <laughs> yeah. then you do one Instagram post and you get three. It's like, yeah. It was like, Mm. wow. But, <laughs> but obviously we couldn't do it again because we reached all of our followers. So we, um, 
we put a post out on Facebook with a picture of like a few dogs with our boxes, some really good pictures, and we boosted it out. And we're like, guess what? We're running our best deal ever. Comment yes if you want to hear what it is. So we sent it out and uh, small budget on it. I think it was like 10 euro or something. We started mm-hmm. getting comments. Um, and I was actually, I was working full time in my old job at the time. Um, and I was like, I was hiding down the back of the office with my work laptop, <laughs> replying to people one by one. And I was like, oh, another person signed up. Oh, another person signed up. And suddenly, like, we were getting like three or four people signed up a day from just writing to people. Um, and we built up like a conversation flow that we knew mm-hmm. converted with people. Um, and then we just we started raising the budgets up and we saw that like we were suddenly spending like a hundred euro a day and then we were getting like 20 people signed up then we were getting like 30 people signed up a day and um, pretty quickly but we were te- we, like we were really really dedicated to it we had mm-hmm. a roster because you had to be sitting on it um, at all times so we had a roster that like someone would be on in the morning time someone would be on in the afternoon someone would be on in the evening time um, and that was actually before chat Bots yeah, I was going to say, you yeah. were doing all this manually, yeah. weren't you? Yeah. There was it no was, way to automate n- it. There was no chatbots back then, nothing like. Um, then chatbots came out later, and we had the benefit that we had spoken to so many different people. We knew exactly what the customer conversation mm-hmm. flow was going to be. So we built the chatbots, and we just kept it running. But then Facebook changed it. Um, and you just you can't do that type of marketing anymore. It doesn't work. Facebook um, deem it now as engagement baiting because they want you to pay to use their messenger ads if you're going to be using chatbots and the price for a lead is too expensive. So it was a really, really good thing, but we, you, you can't do it anymore. I mean, to be honest with you, you'd have to be crazy to do it, even if you did, because it takes up so much time. <laughs> you're literally sitting on the computer for like 15 hours a day, but you get people signed up. But that's one of those things, isn't it? When you're first starting off a business, you have to find that point of traction and then just double down and double down and double down. And, and you know, and part of the reason it worked so well for you is because it was something which no one else was doing at the time. Whereas even if Facebook hadn't said you can't do it unless you pay us lots of money anymore, it still wouldn't work as well as it had then. So, so I guess that the lesson for everyone out there is you've got to find that thing which works, look for that bright spark in what's going on and then really commit to it. Hide at the back of the office and fill in and send those messages. No, I agree a hundred percent. And like even it's not even really about the tactics, because we can sit here all day and we can talk about different tactics. Mm-hmm. But the truth of that is things change so much. Like it channels get closed down, new channels appear. So it's more exactly what you said, the mindset of just finding something that works. And then when you find it, just go all in, completely exploit it until the channel is completely gone. Completely agree with you. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully find some which which last forever. Because yeah. you said also that you're now kind of on the, I guess, the traffic driving side of it, the marketing, ah, the Facebook yeah. ads. But yeah. you've got Gary focusing on the, the email marketing communication. So I guess really you're on new customer acquisition and he's on retention, is it? that simpler way of just thinking about it yeah that'd be fair uh, fair enough way to put it yeah and i think it's telling that you know between your your fat you you know the three of you founders you've got those three big pillars of any surprise subscription box one of you's on product one of you's on acquisition and one of you's on retention yeah that's actually a good way of putting it 
you know, however good the, the, the acquisition is, if you're not retaining people on the back oh, end. It's a waste of time. Because it's a complete waste of time. You have to be retaining people. Um, if you're running a subscription box or any type of subscription business, the most important metric, I would say, like it's obviously up for debate, but I would say churn. And anybody I know with big subscription businesses as well, they'd say the exact same thing. Because if you can't keep the customer, what's the point? You may as well just turn your business into straight e-commerce and try to make profit on the initial sale. And can you just define churn for the listeners who haven't heard about it before? So your churn is pretty much how many people are cancelling your subscription on a month-by-month basis. So say if you have 10% churn, that means 10% of your subscriber base will leave each month. So if you're up to 3,000 people, you would have to replace 300 just to stay exactly where you are. So if you can imagine, like, as you go up and you go up and you scale higher, your churn actually becomes more important. Otherwise, your marketing costs will be absolutely astronomical just Mm -hmm. to stay exactly where you are. But a subscription box and a SaaS company um, are very, very different when it comes to churn, what's considered good churn and bad churn. In a SaaS company, if you had 10% churn, you may as well shut down the company. Um, well, no, that's, to be honest with you, that's a bit extreme because there's, I do not count to generalize it because there's a different niches and stuff. But the point is, a good SaaS company can have way lower churn because if you think about, like, I don't know. It's a service, isn't it? Yeah, a it? service. Like, think about like your email provider or something. You sign up for that. You could be signed up for that for 10 years. Um, whereas with a subscription box, there is a lifespan on that. Eventually, mm-hmm. you are going to get tired of it and you're not going to keep ordering the box forever. It just doesn't happen. And you can't kind of ethically go beyond a certain level of churn either. You know, no. there, obviously, there, there's tactics to, to, you know, prevent people from being able to, but that's, that's not really the right way to go. It's more no. about encouraging them to stick around, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. There's only so many tactics you can do. At the end of the day, if you have a terrible product and a terrible service, they're going to find a way to leave, no matter what you have in your terms and conditions. Now, you said um, earlier, Liam, that whilst you were doing that that Instagram post and then the Facebook post that said, would you like our best deal ever? It was best deal ever. So I'm guessing you were using an offer to hook people in. Is that something that's that you find is, has been really important part of growing as fast as you, as you have grown? Has been discounting that first box? Yep. So the offer... I would say is one of the most important parts of getting massive growth in a subscription box. Um, but my kind of, and like obviously it differentiates depending on the niche and stuff, but the way I look at it is, right, um, people don't like signing up for subscriptions in general. and um, They don't like the idea of being billed monthly. You only have to look at Amazon, Prime, Netflix, Spotify. They all give the first month for free to actually get the credit card details into the system. Um, But obviously, a subscription box is a lot different because we're sending physical products, so we can't give away everything for free, otherwise everything would Mm -hmm. go bankrupt. Um, But the offer is really, really important. So you have to be really, really creative and come up with a really, really, really appealing offer to um, entice your ideal customer to take action immediately. Um, like the way I look at it is there isn't a lot of consideration to go into a purchase of a subscription box, not our product anyway. It's a low enough price point. So you should really 
be able to come up with something that if a customer sees your ad on Facebook, they see your ad on Twitter, they see your ad on Instagram, it doesn't matter the channel, they're going to respond immediately and uh, sign up for your product. Um, so like if you want if you want to grow your subscription box, you have to become a really, really good direct response marketer. But you don't always have to discount the first box either. Um, there's plenty of ways you can do an offer. Like you could include something of high perceived value to get the customer really, really excited. Um, off the top of my head, BarkBox in the US were running an offer a few months ago where the subscription was full price, but they were including a blow up dog bed for free with the first month. So they would have, at their scale, they would have been able to get that product for really, really cheap. But obviously it has a high perceived value. And for their ideal customer, crazy dog moms, if they saw that with a combination of the subscription, it will get the ideal customer really, really excited and entice them to take action immediately and actually sign up for the service. Yeah, a free gift is such a good way of getting someone to buy into the product at the price point it should be at, at full margin, because they get something they think is amazing. But if you're doing a good job of buying it, it should be costing you a quid, if not less, yeah. the freebie. And it and you're, you're going to be posting to them anyway, so it's quite an easy thing to include. Yeah, or you could just include extra items in the box. The first box could be, I don't know, a, a mega box. And it could include like four or five extra items. And you could possibly do a deal with uh, suppliers and stuff to get that stock um, for really, really cheap or potentially for free um, if you position it as a marketing opportunity um, and then like use that as the offer. There's loads of different ways you can come up with a good offer. Obviously, discounts are good as well um, if you use them properly, but it doesn't always have to be a discount. I always find it quite interesting how closely aligned the product and the marketing is in a subscription box compared to a standard e-commerce business. Yeah. It, it always seems in the world of subscription that the decisions around the products are almost driven by marketing yeah. in, in a much more more definite way than they are in a standard e-commerce business. And it's quite, even in, in a business which has only got two or three products, it just seems like there's a, a much bigger product impact in the marketing. Is that how you find it? Yeah, that would be a, that'd be a fair point to say. Um, obviously, like our whole marketing material is based around the box um, completely, like different teams in the box. And obviously for our ads and stuff that we send out, um, most of our marketing material is actually user generated from customers filming themselves getting the box and the dog getting really, really excited. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. In the last ad break, you heard a review from a retailer just like you of my new book, E-commerce Marketing, How to Get Traffic That Buys to Your Website. It's a Kindle bestseller in the UK, USA and Australia. And as a past podcast guest Chantal put it on Amazon.co.uk, if you run an e-commerce business, buy this book. You can follow her advice by grabbing the Kindle or paperback on your local Amazon store now. Or if you're not quite ready to commit to buying the book, then head to ecommercemarketingbook.com to get the free crash course, including the first two chapters. 
Tired of posting jobs online and running into unqualified applicants? FreeUp is your solution. FreeUp interviews thousands of e-commerce freelancers each week and only allows the top 1% into their network. From Amazon to Shopify to Facebook ads to graphic design, they've got someone perfect for the role. Sign up today at freeup.com forward slash e-commerce masterplan and get a $50 credit towards your first hire. That's freeup.com forward slash e-commerce masterplan and there's three E's in free up. It's time, it's time for the top tips round. Okay, Liam, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some more quick ideas because you've given us loads already today um, for taking our businesses to the next level. So, Liam, are you ready for the top tips? Yep. Awesome. Okay. The book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agrees to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? The Millionaire Fast Lane by MJ DeMarco. I've made it about halfway through that one, and I keep yeah. forgetting to pick it back up again. Oh, you you read it, did you? Yeah, I'm, I'm halfway through. Yeah, <laughs> but, I've, but I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so why is why is it so good? Um, it's to be honest with you, it's not your typical business book and um, with like uh, obviously like motivation stuff is can be really really powerful but he basically breaks down exactly what he done to um to grow limos.com and um, not the tactics but the mindset that he had mm-hmm. to grow at uh, limos.com and he explains it really really truthfully and um, in the way about all the struggles that he had all the failed businesses he sold limos.com um, before the dot-com bubble or during the dot-com bubble. Um, and he thought he made it as a millionaire, but he only he got a few hundred grand. And he ended up buying the company back in a fire sale um, a few years or like a year later. And then growing it into a much bigger company and selling it again and retiring in his uh, 30s. And he also has a form, the fast game form. And it's like full of really, really good entrepreneurs who are uh, making a lot of money online. It's a really good community. Nice. Excellent recommendation. Okay, the traffic top tip then. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Um, I'm big on Facebook ads, to be honest with you. I think Mm -hmm. they're so powerful, but they're difficult to get traction with and um, because at the start you have to do something which i like to call the dirty work and you have to find your ideal customer mm-hmm. and your cpa is going to be obviously pretty high until you actually have enough purchases to create decent lookalike audiences but it's well worth pushing forward and um, with that and going through the dirty work and paying the high cpa so you have a good seed audience that you can create um, a lookalike audience from because that's when it gets really really powerful and obviously you can advertise on instagram as well using that audience and i, I often ask people this when they're talking about facebook ads do you think the first thing you've got to get right is the ad or the audience i think it's the audience you have to get right like it's obviously it's a combination of both of them right but people overthink their ads yeah obviously mm-hmm. you have to be good at writing copy you have to have um good creatives the boxes need to look full but if you have a good offer and you can get it in front of the right people it there's not a lot of thought behind it people will respond and they will sign up 
Yeah, you can have the best copy in the world, but if you're putting it in front of cat lovers, it's not going to yeah, work. Yeah, it's not going it? to work. Yeah, it's not going to work. Now, no, the tool top tip. Maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plug in a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Yeah. So we use, and this is more for people running uh, subscription mm -hmm. businesses, we use a tool called Chart Mogul um, to look at our subscription metrics. Um, it's a dashboard and we can pretty much see everything, our customer lifetime value, our churn, our retention, our monthly cohorts, and pretty much everything with the business. And we use that to make some really, really key decisions um, every single day. Like for instance, if we set up a new marketing channel, we're quickly able to identify using Chartmogul what the churn is on the first month. And then we can see, is that marketing channel going to be profitable or not? And if it mm -hmm. is, then we'll just put the foot down and uh, scale up as quickly as possible. That's the thing, isn't it? You don't just need to be able to, tr to tie the transaction value to your marketing sources. You also need to be able to tie, did they stick around or not? Yeah. yeah. Which is, is a level of complexity which Google Analytics is not going to give you. It's not going to give you, unfortunately. Okay, the growth top tip then. Liam, if you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? My number one tip would be to master one source of marketing at the start. Um, obviously, it's important further down the line to have multiple channels because you don't want to be dependent on one thing. But at the start, I think it's clever to put all your effort into learning one channel and becoming absolutely obsessed with that channel like putting hours and hours and hours of work doing every course possible reading every single piece of information you can about it and mastering that channel um, and then obviously bringing out some different offers and stuff in your business and just going all in on that channel and then once you have that channel growing and you're seeing an increase in your business then you can move to another channel and uh, re repeat the process yeah, you see success so much faster when you get one right rather than yeah. trying to get multiple right at one time, don't you? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Like I'm speaking to different people and they're like, look, I've ads out on Facebook, we've ads on Instagram, and we're doing a bit on Snapchat, uh, we've some Google AdWords going out, we're doing a bit of email marketing, um, but they haven't mastered any of them. And the ad mm -hmm. spend is just completely out of control and they're nowhere near where they need to be. Liam, you've given us such good advice today. It's been a real treat chatting to you and I'm sure sure that Box is going to go on to, to much greater things with the dedication you guys are putting to it. <laughs> um, but before we say goodbye, could you let listeners know where they can find you and Box on the web and social media, please? Yeah, um, you can check out Box at busterbox.com or you can find our Facebook and Instagram page uh, truebusterbox.com as well down the bottom. And um, we've a decent following online. Um, I think we've about 50,000 people who follow us. So if you have a dog and you're interested in subscriptions, give us a follow and take a look at what we're doing. Nice. Okay. And I believe that you're also now that you've got the business the size it is, you've now got some time to help some other subscription businesses help improve their performance, haven't you? You're working with a few people. So do you want to tell us a little bit about how people can get in contact with you about that? Yeah, that's it. That's true. So um, I kind of, I kind of fell into that. I didn't intend to do it but um i was putting some advice in groups and uh, some people approached me and asked could i help them so 
I've uh, some clients that I work with in my spare time, and we're seeing some really, really um, good results, and we're increasing their sales and stuff, and I'm teaching them loads about subscription. Mm -hmm. So if you have a subscription box or a subscription in general, and you need a bit of help, and um, you can reach out to me at liammichaelbrennan.com. That's my personal blog where I write a lot of information about subscriptions. Um, or you can just email me directly at liammichaelbrennan at live.ie. Excellent. Thanks, Liam. I'm sure you'll get a few people getting in contact about that one. Um, and we will put, everyone who's listening, we will put the links to all of that on the show notes for you. Liam, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. It's been awesome hanging out with you and chatting about subscription and how you've grown the business. So thank you so much for being so generous, sharing it all with us. Yeah, no problem. I was uh, delighted to deal with it. And uh, yeah, look, have a, uh, have a good day. If you're enjoying the e-commerce master plan podcast, please do share it with your e-commerce friends, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, over a coffee or a pint. I really don't mind. And don't forget to tune in throughout January for our 2020 e-commerce master plan growth series sponsored by Omnisend. I hope you have a great week. Keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.